I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens Round 10 Magic Round coming our way. Very, very exciting week of footy. It's going to be a carnival up there at Brisbane. Myself and my co-host, my 5'8", will be up there. Timmy, welcome back, mate. Good to be back, Guru. Magic weekend, magic round. Cannot wait for it. It's going to be So, unreal. so excited for it. A few little uh, events for us during across the course of the weekend to go with drinking a, a bunch of blokes, of course, and I can't wait for it. Mate, it's going to be unreal. So as far as our calendar looks, uh, we will be at the Caxton Hotel in the car park at around 4 p.m. On We will be there at 4 p.m. on Friday, myself and Timmy. Not doing a show or anything, but we'll be sinking piss in the car park, ready to <laughs> meet you all, having a good time. So Nothing um, formal, which is absolutely the way we like it. Exactly how we want it. So if you are a super coach player, beers and break evens, playbook guru, whatever the fuck you are, come down to the Caxton, 4 p.m. we'll be in the car park. I think uh, Mason Scope are going to be hanging around there as well. I think Tom and Eddie might be upstairs as well. So mm. going to be plenty of people there. It's going to be unreal. We're just going to be hanging out. If you want to come by, say hello, photo, whatever. We're keen as all hell to meet you. And then Saturday, 1 p.m., got the bloke in a bar meet up. I believe Tom and Eddie, uh, they're, they're not going to make it. They have to come back down to Sydney. But uh, myself, Timmy, Matty the Waterboy, and the great People's Beak, Denon Kemp, the Emperor of Suncorp Stadium will be there. That's going to be unreal. I can't wait. Far out. You'll have a full squad of security around him this weekend, the Beak. Well, fully ever. The beak, there's, there's some, like, rugby league royalty there, and the Beak could be the number one there. He could be number one draft pick, <laughs> 100%. Have you been to Magic Round before? I went to the first ever Magic Round, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, it went up for the weekend. So it's been a few years now, but yeah. can you get stuck into it? I'm on debut. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. 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 Really, really looking forward to it. Uh, so, yeah, guys, we will see you at the Caxton, 4 p.m. If you're a Supercoach fan, which I imagine you are if you're sitting through this dribble. So we'll see you there, <laughs> 4 p.m. in the car park. Me and Timmy will be there. And then 1 p.m. upstairs with Kempi and Matty the Waterboy on Saturday. So very, very exciting. Keep an eye out on the uh, Sportsbet socials. I'll be a little content whoring my way around Suncorp Stadium. 
Just for something different. Just mate. for something different. Just hate a bit it of up, content. So tell me about it. <laughs> that should be a good little giggle as well, uh, mate. Supercoach wise. Actually, before we get into that, obviously brought to you by Blue Wealth Property. Some mm. of our best mates, Tony yeah. and Mort, over there. Uh, they had their webinar last Wednesday. Wednesday last Wednesday, I think Wednesday, it was. I believe so. Wednesday night. Um, did very well. Had a number of beers and break evens. People Great turnout well. from the beers and break evens faithful and really good feedback on it as well, which is unsurprising. Yeah, fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we'll, have, we'll give you more updates as the week goes on about your next Blue Wealth Property event. But the uh, link is in the description on the YouTube. If you can't find it, reach out to myself or Timmy and we will hook you up and send you in the right direction. Uh, mate, Supercoach Wise, how'd you go this weekend? Pretty good week for the Stales, uh, 1,119 points. So originally I was sort of thinking solid week, you know, maybe a bit of a, a bit of a rise, but it ended up being quite good. It was funny, we were out of the game on the Friday night, the Eels and Night, and the whole weekend was set up from that. Dill Brown, who I brought in, scored within about three minutes, and I was carrying on like king shit, giving it to you about, about the great trade. <clears throat> Two minutes later, Gutho scores the first of his three, and you've sort of managed to tell me that you brought him in this week, and... <clears throat> wasn't that an event just going between those two the whole game because they both went nuts we had one of the great dickhead offs of all time yeah. on the sideline there it was unreal so, yeah. um, and I handled it really well when Gutho <laughs> bombed two tries so that was good yeah but Gutho yeah he could have genuinely scored seven tries in mm. that game uh, so I had that well and, and so I had that obviously Jermaine Hopgood couldn't have been happy about him going ballistic turning up in a massive minutes and then the rest I of the weekend, the, re- <laughs> the rest of the weekend just went downhills. Like after the perfect Friday night, nothing could go right. Uh, but yeah, still managed 11 19. So into 7,300 overall and really happy with my side this weekend heading into Magic Round. Outside of Phoenix Crossland, who I wouldn't be playing anyway. Don't own any Marju or Millers or any of the Knights players. So a few good matchups head to head. Looking all right. We're out there at the uh, field club, obviously, on Friday night. What an unreal experience that Holy was, Holy moly. That was sensational. We had such a good time. It was not even funny. Running out straight through the middle of us. Oh. Watching literally on the sideline next to where they're all subbing on and off. Yeah, it got... Geez, you got close to hop good. Oh, too close. Do you reckon they regretted that? I have no doubt whatsoever they regretted <laughs> it. Yeah. Beers were cold. Food was fantastic. Uh, guys, if you are looking for, you know, I, I reckon for a bucks... Thanks for coming. That'd be fucking unreal. We absolutely loved it at the Field Club. Uh, I, I think it's about 300 bucks a ticket, but geez, you go there, you give the drinks a nudge, you get free food, you get the best experience in rugby league by yeah, far and away. Too. Drinks and um, It was unreal. Yeah, it was a, a bucks or ultimate birthday gift as well. If you don't have to get someone... Yeah, 100%. It was sensational. So we will be returning in round 16 uh, to see the Parramatta Eels take on the Manly Seagulls. So if you are a Parramatta Eel or a Manly Seagulls fan, uh, make sure you come and join us there. It'll be unreal. We'll find a pub to go to after. Mm. Going to make sure you're not driving next time. Yeah, yeah, had a bit on, so uh, snuck in a couple of quiet ones, but we'll be there. I think Halo Sport may be coming along, and we're getting under the highball at halftime. We are, we are going to get under they the highball at the machine, half-time. it's not just like you put a bomb up, it reverse torps. They mm. reckon it makes uh, Maddie Burton's bombs look like a chip and chase, so that yeah. should be, speaking of content, all like That's that. going to be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going into a training camp. <laughs>
Couldn't catch a cold in fucking Antarctica, but I'm going to get under that pill you watch. Uh, so, yeah, guys, round 16. If you are keen to come out with us, reach out. Uh, we can hook you up with uh, some connections there to get yourself some tickets for the field club because uh, I will probably be there between now and then anyway. <laughs> off my own accord. So, sensational. Some really exciting things coming. And uh, thank you to the Parramatta Eels, guys. Uh, I think we need to appreciate clubs like Parramatta who are you know taking that next step as far as fan engagement and with their social media and everything, they're killing it. Uh, to have us there was an unreal experience. We loved every minute of it. So shout out to the Eels. Obviously doing very well on the field, but off the field, they're absolutely killing it at the moment. So great to see. Yeah. We also, we, we found a pub after and, jeez, uh, I had Matty the Waterboy with me. A drunk corpse of Matty the Waterboy watching South Beat Brisbane. Far you should out. have seen the carry-on. You should have fucking seen the carry-on. Unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, it was... Oh, fucking hell, he was punishing. Absolutely punishing. Um... Yeah, mate. So I scored 1,107. That's cute. Thought I scored 1,160 when I came in. I thought I'd beat you. Then I realised that was last week's score. So thought you were keeping that cup up until two minutes before I we did. record. Now, before we do swap the cups, because you are the rightful mm. winner this week, um, we've got a little issue that we need to sort out. Now we are obviously going to Magic Round this weekend with our son, young Matthew Buxton of <laughs> Waterboy fame, and um, mate, he's in the naughty corner at the moment. We uh, were setting up the set this morning, and you know we got out the trophy. Just normally on my side. Then we got out the stall and we thought, stall's looking a little bit different this week. Something's off. Something's off. Now, see in the comments if you can work out what it is, because uh, our jockey's a little bit loose, just quietly. So, Matty the Waterboy, what the Ooh. fuck happened? So What's he's, he done? Yeah, we've got some big questions to ask. Matty the Waterboy obviously cleaned up the studio. It looks fantastic at the moment. Jock's been barked. Yeah, and not only did he break the fucking thing, didn't bother to mention it to us, didn't yeah. say a thing. So, uh... We're going to have to get Matty back somehow, I think. This was some uh, dribbler in the nosebleeds the other night, but hey, I, I just got Matty Buxton. That's not a bad... It. And that'll be what Matty will say too. Yeah. I reckon it was him. Line so, um, yeah, shout out to whoever wins Supercoach this year. You'll be getting the star with some super glue on it. So <laughs> that'll be a treat for you. Speaking of, mate. Yeah. Cut, yeah, please. Uh, fair play. Fair play to you. <sighs> One week too many over there. <laughs> oh, here we go, boy. All right. Where were we? <laughs> Fucking Matty the Water Boy, what a dog. All right. Now, speaking of weekly winners, Timmy obviously took home our little challenge between the two of us. But weekly winners, as far as we go, uh, let's have a look at our competition because it's heating up, mate. We've obviously got the leader, X, who I believe is leading outright overall. Um, who Firing. Firing, who... We keep on getting these mystery messages on social media saying it's someone in the social media community. Yeah. So I'm very interested to see. It's known to the Supercoach community. Yeah, I'm very interested. If, I'll tell you what, if it's Kempy, <laughs> I'm going to be fucking beside myself. Um, okay, so let's have a look at our beers and break evens comp this week. Obviously, X is leading overall, leading Supercoach. Uh, I've also got Bulldogs, 2196, uh, coming fifth overall. And then AJ Himson, who's coming 10th overall. So we've got three of the top 10. We've also got 11th and 15th in there. But this week's weekly winner uh, goes to the Madawi Eels. That's coached by Sean. Scored 1,417. I hate talking about the weekly winners. It's like, awful, I'm, isn't it? You know, good on them, but just hearing those scores and going, oh, that could be me. That's outrageous. That me. Uh, he's also overall rank. He's, he's sitting at 9,000, so he must have jumped up a bit this Whole week. Massive. Like, he would have gone up probably 30, 
40,000 spots. Would have come oh, from nowhere. More, probably more. Probably 40,000 spots. How good. So, Sean, mate, if you're out there, reach out. Uh, biz and breakevens at gmail.com. Uh, I've got about... 14 footballs and 14 hats to send out next week because between wedding, magic round, all that sort of shit, we haven't got them out. But they are coming next week, uh, so stay tuned for those. We'll, we'll also shut, we'll talk about it post-show because it's off the top of my head, but we'll shut off the entries into that unlimited group within the next couple of rounds. So the code is 353745. Uh, once we shut that off in the next few weeks, we'll give you, we'll give you an exact cut-off date. Uh, if you're not in it by then, we'll screenshot all the entries and all that, so it'll be too late. So get in now or miss out on your opportunity to win it. Shout out to the 353. That was my school bus back in the day to me. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Had some entertaining I was times. The, I was the, uh, the Green Triangle. There was about four buses in Cooma. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> doesn't green shock Triangle, me Blue Circle, Red Square. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think I saw you came in on the Red Square this morning, actually. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, Sean, reach out, mate. Beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Have to send the email. Prove it's your team. And you'll be getting a football and a hat. Uh, hats coming your way. Footballs, uh, they're around. I think fucking Kempi... Fucking Maddie's breaking our trophies. Kempi stole our football the other day to give to Nico Hines. I think Nico's taken it. I think he's gone home with it. Oh. Not only has he fucked me in Supercoach this year, now he's stealing my footballs. Do we invoice Nico for the footy? Without a doubt we do. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, Nico, you can keep it if you just cut off some hair and send it to us in a bag <laughs> so we can just put it on the table here for us. We'll call it evens, okay? You can have a smell before every show to get yourself fired up. But seriously, Nico, if you've got it, return it, or Tim C's going to break your legs, so watch yourself. <laughs> um, okay, mate, should we get into Teamless Tuesday for Magic Round? Yeah, fire. All right. So, Friday, 6pm, we've got the Doggies taking on the Canberra Raiders. For the Canterbury Bulldogs, Jacob Kiraz back in. Held him for the last few weeks. Thank you. Maxi, Yeah, if I can bet your dick I yeah, did. Yeah, Kiraz Hello. the whole time. Actually, I kind of forgot I had him, but yes. Uh, Maxi King also returns a big wow. in. And our boy, Carl Olawapu, remains on the bench. We'll talk about him soon because we have got a couple of questions. Uh, Raiders, Xavier Savage on the wing. Corey Horsburgh remains in the 13, which is good to see. Let me ask you, mate. The X-Man, named on the wing. Um, I personally think he is more of a winger. I'll tell you what, Xavier Savage, I don't think he's as good as what people say, and I don't think Sebastian Chris is as bad as what people say. Mm. I can see a world where these two stay as they are right now. What are your thoughts? The fact is, they're three on the trot. Yep. And you're not going to change a winning team, particularly when that winning team, for the large majority of the start of the season, was a losing team. So... You know, whether we think Xavier's a future superstar and Seb Chris is an out-and-out centre or winger, if they're winning games, they're not changing it. So, and, and why would you? Like, I think the best setup for the team probably is Xavier fullback Seb at the moment on the wing. Yeah. But if I was picking the team, I wouldn't change it with three on the trot. So, you know what I really hope Ricky Stewart does? I hope he keeps Sebastian Chris at fullback. He lets Rapana do whatever he wants and he lets Xavier do whatever he wants. And you just have all three of these wings slash matrix fullbacks just floating around well, the field. Well, that's it would be where, entertaining to you know, watch. Off the, off the back of, you know, our forward pack is our strength. <laughs> I'm sure you'll allude to a few offloading stats a bit later now, whenever you want to, mate, up to you. But, you know, the support play in the second phase play through the middle of the ruck, it should be such an integral part of your game. Now, Seb Chris, he's not... His support play's fine, but he doesn't have that X factor, that speed going through the ruck off the back of it when he gets it. That's where you get savage roaming, don't you? Yeah. And just going whack, whack, whack. And support playing coming out of his half. If there is a loose arm or someone makes a half a break, bang. And, so, and if yeah, we were talking well, about any other footy side about letting both wingers roam, I'd say, no, don't do it. But Canberra, you play unorthodox footy. Mm. 
embrace it. Offload, yeah. play through the middle, and let those guys take off. Let Rafa be Rafa. Yeah. Jesus Christ, he's scary when he's at his best. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so, and I guess, the, you know, the major news there, Corey Horser, which is a guy we'll talk about today, staying at 13. Um, I absolutely love that he's there. He's got Origin coming, where I assume Josh Papali goes to the Origin Arena again. Yeah, he'll be there. In he'll be there. You, yeah. you would think so, mate. So, I, I mean, even if Ricky Stewart does a Ricky Stewart and changes everything, I'm not sure how much he can change Corey Horsburgh over the next few weeks at least. As I said, mate, like three games on the trot, 71 minutes. We'll get to him in more detail soon, but why change what's working? Yeah. I like that. Just quickly on the doggies, one I was going to touch on later, I'll do it now. Doing sort of my trades, sometimes, like everyone, by Monday when lockout ends, even by the end of Sunday night, you're like, I know what my trades are next week. Some weeks, you don't know what they're going to be until Sunday afternoon. You're still chopping and changing over the course of the weekend. I was looking Thursday afternoon and doing a bit more research, and I was like, Raymond Fatale and Mariner, 330k, 2RF, depleted doggies outfit. I was really tempted to bring him in, but they had shown a tendency this year and Seraldo to play him less minutes, but he was coming off and he had a concussion impact a game, hence why he bottomed out in price so much. And I was a little bit tempted, but Tyron Peachy came in, so I was like, I preferred him as a buy anyway, but came in RFM, 68 points in 60 minutes, went up 30k, break even of six. Still don't mind him. Why I'm bringing him up now is because Max King coming back early probably takes a bit of the appeal away from him. Because if King was initially meant to be three to five weeks, I was like, I don't see how RFM doesn't play mm. decent minutes going forward. But do you think Max King takes too many of RFM's minutes and makes him an irrelevant cheapie? Yes, I do. Yeah. I think that he's going to be a little bit of a trap to yeah. people. I think people are underestimating the impact that uh, Maxi King has. Yeah. Still has a lot of minutes. Prior so. to Maxi, I was like, he, I just didn't see I didn't get time. And as much as I don't think he'll play huge minutes, I think also um, Frank Pelé coming back in, if he's going to take anyone's minutes, I reckon it will be fucking... I think that helps because Pelé's got about 20 minutes in him. Especially off injury. Mm. I hope I'm wrong. I still own Pelé. Do you? Yeah, I, I, no, sorry. I, I, don't, I don't think you'll play any more than 20 minutes, but I also think he's a guy that will probably take minutes off Fatal and uh, RFM's minutes. Yeah, I, I just don't think. I think mm. I think RFM's a bit of a mirage as far as mm. Supercoach goes. He looks unreal. The eye test, everything is ticked. But he's, he's got runs potential. on the board. He does. But you look back in the past, a lot of runs on the board he's got is when he's coming up with high attacking plays. Mm-hmm. I just don't see it in this team right yeah. now, personally. Yeah. So, well, I, I think King kills it off anyway. Yeah, I, I, I think there's much worse options than RFM, but I don't think he's the great option people are s- singing about at the moment. Um, all right, Manly Broncos, the late game Friday night. Um, fuck, how good has that turned out that Manly play Broncos once again in Magic Round? For, yeah, Hello Sport and yeah. Kempi, unreal. Um, all right, just quietly, the Friday early game is the Tim Williams Cup, Dogs vs Raiders. That's yeah. fucking perfect. And I'll be at it. You'll be at it. Yeah, speaking of things working out. That's fantastic. Uh, Manly Broncos for Manly. Tommy Travojevic has been named. Ruben Garrick on the wing. I'll tell you what. My boner hit me in the chin when I saw Ruben Garrick named on the wing. That was fantastic. Thank Parker God. and Cola back in. Gerbo out. And for those of you that have held him for this long or whatever, Sean Kepi starts. Possibly some additional minutes. Mm. A nice little win for those out there. Was Spy one of those guys? Spy was, yeah, head of the Kepi fan club. <laughs> How good. <laughs> not, not, not the biggest club. The Kepi Chino. Uh, Garrick Wing, mate, is substantial. Oh, thank like, God. It, it, as soon as he was named at centre last week, I just went, shit. And there were a few questions going, oh, why is this bad? You know, we've seen centre score well this year. You just, you have less runs, which leads to less tackle bars. Wingers get the easy tries, the easy line breaks, all of that good stuff. 
So, you know, he scored about 32 points. He, he went from, he's at like 540-odd K. You couldn't sell him at that because he's a proven gun that was like almost bottomed out because of the HIA a couple of weeks ago, his concussion, to going back to the wing, all right, he's a dirt cheap buy again. Yeah. Like, gee, it changed quickly. And I was watching him last week going, geez, centre is a third position he should be playing in, on this yeah, field. Yeah, yeah. Fullback, wing. Then fucking as soon as I, uh, yeah I love Ko Weeks but didn't, didn't wasn't overly impressive last week. Garrick who has proven to be terrific at fullback yeah and it's it's not to say Garrick was poor at centre but it's for one thing it's certainly just not conducive for supercoach scoring yeah without a doubt uh, Turbo named once again uh, what do you reckon here Magic Round does he play? Sound like he was very close last week yeah I, I guess, think so I guess the big positive is early game. Friday, You'll know. we'll know yeah. very. We'll probably know Thursday. I think realistically, uh, for the Broncos, Ezra Man, Payne Haas returns. Anything else to touch on with the Brisbane Broncos? Nothing at the Bronx, mate. Super Saturday. Uh, this will be just after our meet and greet at the Caxton. The Warriors taking on the Penrith Panthers. Uh, Chance of a clock start returns. Torhu Harris named. Um, I guess we won't get into it too heavily, but this eleven day turnaround thing. What this is one of the most rugby league things possible, right? Like. As far as I'm concerned, it was, you know, they both had concussions within 11 days. Two games within 11 days, which means they, like, being them, Charns and Eli Katoa, on the same day on Anzac Day, Category 1, I think they were meant, as far as I'm concerned, they were meant to be sitting out two games. Yep. Like, I I would have held Eli Katoa, but I sold him going, oh, he's missing two games, one's on the bye. They're taking this HIA thing pretty seriously. Yeah, yeah. False. But... Verity NRL. Exemption. Yeah. <laughs> no explanation. So if Ellie, if Ellie Katoa comes out and tons up, I'm going to be livid at the NRL. Yeah. Filthy. Um, for the Penny Panthers, James Fisharis back, Spencer Lynch on the extended. Now, um, Nathan Cleary, he's a topic that we will talk about very soon. I believe that he won't kick this weekend. I think that he, he had a practice earlier in the week and he's still not feeling 100%, so I don't think he'll kick. The other one to watch is, and I some people might have brought him last week, Stephen Crichton. I believe he's hurt his toe. He'll play, but won't kick. Okay. So Who we got? Well, Peach. Well, th- this is the thing. Give it to Peach. Their kicking hierarchy yeah. goes Cleary, Critter, Isaac Tungo. Fuck knows. So it'll be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised to see a Jerome Luai maybe kick. Or I'm, I'm not sure who the next option is, but... Um, yeah, just something to keep an eye on there. It could change by then. Maybe Nath does kick, but hopefully Nath's good to go. I don't. I, my my understanding is right now he won't kick. So just something to consider. Give it to the peach. Yeah, it'd be. I mean, I, and to be honest with you, if we find out that I, I think I'm going to sell Nath this week, we'll talk about it soon. But if we find out he is going to kick this weekend, which I'm hoping we'll be able to know before then, yeah. makes life interesting. Ooh, so okay. just something to consider, especially if you are a Stephen Crichton owner, just something to be aware of. I, I believe he's not going to kick this weekend. Um, so, yeah, interesting little situation there. Uh, Sharky's taking on the Finn. Uh, Hamlin Wele out. Dale Finucan comes back in for the Dolphins. Uh, my boy, Tafare, named on the extended. Hey. He got hugs and kisses yesterday. Yeah. Maybe he's just a lovable character. I don't know, but... Kind of sounds like there might be a debut on the cards in Magic Round. Bottom dollar, tackle busting, offloading, high upside, cheapy, plays around 13. Thanks for coming. We'll just say, obviously, you know, Jack Bostock debuted a couple of weeks ago and then brought him back. You got Edric Lee on the extended. So there is 
Rob I don't Jennings. think he's safe as houses, but um, if he does debut, which I think he will, Branko's been named. Branko was no good last week. Mm. He had a poor game and then he got injured with the hamstring. So I think Tafare will come in and play this week. And if he does, keep an eye on him. Yeah, Fuck exciting. Is exciting. Not in 100 million years would you go for him before his third game. Nope. And even before his third game, you'd need to see some scores because if he had two 30s or something, I'd be like, there is too much poor job security there to bring him in. Yep. But if you knock out you know, a 50 and a 60 or something and then looks good for 13, perfect. And he's a guy that I've been talking about you know, since the preseason that I've been very excited about. But I will just say this, that... He's coming in against the Sharks, which means I'm not sure which side he'll play. Branko played right centre last week, which means that he could be marking Sipitalakai on that Matt Moylan side with Mulatalo. Yeah. So it will be a very, very big test for him. He is a guy that in attack, I have no doubt whatsoever about his credentials and him and Sif are going, to get, going up against each other. <laughs> it's going to be like Godzilla and King Kong out there oh. going at each other. I can't fucking wait. But defensively, I think the Sharks would be stupid not to target him. I think they will go at him very, very hard. So I just, I, yeah, as Tim said, don't trade him in until, you know, two, three weeks, whatever it might be. But uh, very excited to see him make his debut. And uh, the MILF man on the bench as well, back into the side. So I also wouldn't be surprised if you see Cody Nicarima potentially drop back to the bench. But I think Nicarima's been really good. Yeah, I think he's been fine. Yeah. Uh, last week's second most traded in player, Rob Jennings, gone. Gone. Second most traded in. Like, Tessie was always coming back in that spot. Edric Lee's on the extended too. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Anyway, no sympathy. Sympathy is so minimal there on that one. All right. Uh, Storm taking on the Bunnies, the late game on Saturday. Uh, obviously, uh, we've got uh, Katoa cleared. Uh, we'll talk about that less. Um <laughs> Mawali, uh, we've been saying for a few weeks that he has been carrying a knee injury. I think now that the Bunnies have got all their guys back, he's been sent to get that cleared and sorted. Uh, so he's really the only change there. Anything else on that game, mate? Nothing really jumped out to me too heavily. Nothing. Nothing too substantial in that game, mate. Guess the other thing about the Storm, obviously we all saw Ryan Pappenhausen on the Matty John show the other night. Um, that's not looking good, yeah. I don't think. My vibe is not good. So looking purely super coach, uh, Mick Meaney. Mick Meaney's averaging 80 this year. Yeah, he's doing very fucking well. I'm real. Very well. I think Nick Meany's one of those guys, you know, we talk about for years how Bellamy gets these guys and turns them into superstars. For me, I, I didn't think he'd be able to do it with Nick mm. Meany. I really didn't rate him that high when he was at Canterbury. I, I don't think he's getting the raps that he should be, Nick Meany. Not at all. I don't it's know why. Wild. He's killing it. Yeah, very, yeah, he's very, very talented. Yeah. Um, another one out of Newcastle, I believe. Uh, Sunday, we got the Tigers taking on the St. George <laughs> Illawarra Dragons. Uh, the Dirty Merger Cup up there. For the Tigers, <laughs> Brett Naden out. Tommy Talau back in. Uh, Dragons. Lomax. Get the frog and toad. Unlucky. Mm. Lomax drop. Big, big call there. Um, I think Lomax at times can be his own worst enemy. I don't think there's any hiding away from that. But, jeez, fuck, he had a good season last year. Got moved to the other side of the park, now dropped. Um, Rumours, yeah, there was things that came out yesterday about him asking Hook what he needs to work on, and Hook said, we'll talk about it later. Oh. Dragons, I don't know. There's just 
Ugh, it's so hard to get a read on what the fuck is going on there. Ravalawa, he comes back in on the wing. Max Fagai moves into the centres. Um, but I think the bigger talking point here, and we actually spoke about this on the nosebleeds the other night, so I think Hook might have been sitting in the, in the, in the back of the crowd with a moustache on and a hat on, uh, moving Jack Bird to 13, Jack DeBellin into the front row. JDB is obviously a guy we'll talk about very soon. I think Jack Bird's a guy that people aren't talking about enough either, yeah. just quietly. Um, but we'll get to those guys soon. But an interesting little change there that could... Be positive or negative for Supercoach. The, the winner out of it, mate, who, there's been a lot of people asking about is uh, Max Fenai. Mm. 234K, negative 10 break even. Has only played one game. That was last week against the Doggies. So people can bring him in. Definitely don't go early on him because he could be dropped next week. Like, Zach Lomax isn't going to be New South Wales Cup for long. It's a shake-up. Sure. How long is Tao Tao Moga out for, too? I was about to ask the same question. Yeah. I've seen nothing on it. I've been trying to find it, and I can't find any word on, on Moga. Yeah, okay. So, so there's Moga. Lomax isn't out long. Yeah. So I just... Maybe next week, but I, not a chance I'll be getting him this week. Yep. Uh, the middle game on Sunday afternoon. Roosters taking on the Cowboys. Uh, Drew Hutchinson out. Momorowski comes back in. Uh, just a situation to keep an eye on. You've obviously got Sam Walker on the extended. He could come in and move Jerry Manu back to the centre, mm. which I think is the most likely outcome here. Um, the other option really? is... Oh, sorry, out of these. Out if of the something options. was to yeah, change, yeah. I think that's most likely. The other one that people are throwing up is Billy Smith. Um, I actually picked him up on my draft team last week. Mm. So when this injury happened, I thought, how fucking good is this? Billy Smith, you go and have a look at his New South Wales Cup stats last week. Try 140 yeah. metres, five or six tackles. He missed about five really poor tackles. Oh, okay. So... You can tell who's reading stats and who's watching games. I don't think he'll come in this week, personally. Yeah, I can't wait in, in a few weeks' time with Bike Cubs to own Billy Smith for the fourth time in four years for <laughs> yeah. a grand total of six games. Yeah, they they do love him there at the Roosters. I'll, um, I love him too. Yeah, well, I get the the in the Roosters junior system. Start of every year, they have you know Robbo and a and a, a current player come in and talk to the junior reps. And for the last three years on the trot, they've used the example of Billy Smith as far as doing everything right. Yeah. If you do the right, if you do all the right things, no matter what happens to you, we'll back you. Yeah, we'll stick by it. Billy Smith's example. a classic example. And like that, they've been using Billy Smith as an example for three years. My brother's heard the same speech last three years on yeah. the trot. Billy Smith's only 22, 23. I was about to say young 45-year-old Billy Smith. Yeah. So that's how much he's impressed early. So... Don't rule him out, but I do think he's got a few more weeks in cup to yep. sort a few things out. For the Cowboys, uh, Nanai out for four weeks. Highland Lukey comes in. Mate, Jeremiah Nanai, Queensland Origin, World Cup, he's now going to be ruled out of the first state of origin game, and I think he's going to be due back round 13 or 14. 14. Yeah. Mate, I, I, th- I, th- I think origin counts as a game he's uh, in suspension. Probably wouldn't have picked him on that form. Well, the other thing he's got to consider is, too, that he's now given Highland Lukey an opportunity, but Luciano Lua, I, I believe he's going to be able to play round 12, round 13. So he might really? get him first. Well, I mean, that, that, that that's when he would be able to play if it's all sorted. Is he out of strife? I I don't know. I've, I've heard mixed, but right. if he is, geez, if, if I'm Jeremiah Nanai, I don't want to give these guys an opportunity. Yeah. Highland Lukey's a big enough problem. If you give Lua, and the other thing is, I mean, even when, even when Nanai's been there, the Cowboys haven't been impressive, nor has he. They play, yeah, they play 13, the Cows, as well. I'd love to own Lukey. Yeah. I really would. Very appealing. Highland Lukey, very, very talented. Mm. I still think there's a world that if he didn't get injured last year, Highland could have been Nanai. Yeah. 
That's how talented he is. Um, all right, last game of the week. at the Titans taking on the Parramatta Eels. Titans coming off a fantastic win last week, but it did cost them AJ Brimson. Thankfully, they've got the best fullback in rugby league, not in a team to replace him. Jaden Campbell comes in. I'm in the weirdest way possible, mate. Whenever Brimson gets injured, I almost get a little bit excited because <laughs> I get to Campbell. watch this kid. Yeah, he's an absolute fucking freak. Look great in green. Is he genuine? Should uh, look great in green. They... You say it look great in green and red with Jack Whiten? <laughs> Please. Um, um, what was I going to add there before getting rattled? Probably wasn't anything special, I'm sure. Jaden Campbell. Yeah. Genuine pod. The ish, uh, do we, how long is Brimo? Hamstring, four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. Campbell. Games this year, 80 minutes, 29.3 Broncos, 80 minutes, 98 V Drags, 59 in 57 V Cows, 20 in 60 V Storm. So his two flops there were in limited minutes. The Broncos were not good, but Broncos and Storm. Eels, Knights, Doggies coming up, 447K pod. Do they play round 13? No. There's your answer for me. Fair but, enough. Yeah. I mean, fuck, if, if you do it, I've, I wouldn't put... I, I'd be scared to play him, put it that way. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with Jaden Campbell coming up against him. So, yep. um, for the Parramatta Eels, interesting conversation here, mate. Um, I guess, first of all, Sean Russell out. Bailey Simonson comes back in. Um, Ryan Madison missed last week with a cop. Mate, what about the complete and utter panic, us on the sidelines, when we find out Ryan Madison had the flu last week? I, as a non-owner, geez, I enjoyed delivering that news to you. Yeah, well, the, the, the bloke that organised our uh, our Friday night cha- champion guy, by the way, Unreal, but when it sort of happened, he went, oh, is that sort of fuck you guys? And I felt like saying, fuck me. <laughs> fucking ruins me. <laughs> this is your fault. Why'd you do this? You and your fucking club. You could have changed this. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was a bit of panic stations. But this week, he's named on the bench. Um, you got Andrew Davey, who's starting Hopgood in the 13. Will we save the chat here? Have you got some stats on Matto a little bit later? or you Yeah, go we can... We, let's talk. We're doing team news, mate. Let's talk about how how we think it'll impact that the pack in minutes. Yeah. Well, I um, I'm. It sucks. This the last game of the week because I'm I'm not convinced they line up like this. Mm. I think Andrew Davy pretty big day to come in and start first up. Weird. I think that's a bit strange. Uh, so I would not be surprised at all if Ryan Madison does start on the edge. If they do run out like this, though, <laughs> I said it on the nosebleeds the other day. I think Ryan Madison's a better edge, but I think he's better for Parramatta through the middle. Mm. And if he does play through the middle, I'm completely okay with it. He will offload at fucking will. He will get through a stack of work. He'll play 60. I'm okay with it either way. Yeah. It could run out like this. It could run out with Davey Bench, Maddo Edge, Hopgood Stage 13. It could run out as Maddo 13, Davey Edge. It could be any sort of thing. So we'll get to yeah, Maddo's numbers later off the bench. He could take Matto out, put Jakey Arthur on the bench. You just never know what he's going to do. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, but yeah, hopefully it doesn't fuck up good because he looked tremendous on Friday night and in my dreams. And, Very <laughs> impressive. And, and that's, where, that's where it becomes a, an interesting one because we, we've seen with Matto and Hopgood both there, the reason a lot of people dropped Hopgood initially was he was coming off the bench and Matto was preferred as the starter. But that was the best the Eels have looked in a long while, certainly this season. They put an 80-minute performance together. Hopkins played like 75 minutes. 
and was outstanding. So, mm. like, do you really change much there? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I, I will just say, respectfully to Newcastle, it's like they were coming up against Cones that last week. Newcastle <laughs> didn't get off the fucking bus. No, that they was, didn't. That was tough, and I don't, I don't even think Newcastle will be offended by that. Um, yeah, so interesting. But we just it just it makes it hard for people that have Ryan Madison and have Hopgood because you don't know until the last game of the week. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just I, I just hope that Ryan Madison is one hundred percent because if he doesn't play that play this game, it's gonna fuck a lot of people over. Yeah, myself included. Yeah, <laughs> on Hopgood, like of course we want him starting. Like, like we really want him. Sta- it's interesting because people who own Hopgood, if he's off the bench, you still play him. It's all good. No massive drama. Ditto, Maddo, if he's off the bench, it doesn't change that much, as you said. But trading in two popular trading options, you, the uncertainty around that makes them questionable trade-ins this week. Yeah. And um, touch wood, but uh, just thoughts and prayers to all the teams on Sunday playing on that Suncorp turf after yeah. 85 games of football. And be kind to my boy Hopgood. I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> all right. Mate, we've had a lot of questions about these bye weeks. We've got round 13 coming up. And obviously, people are we're all trying to get our teams together for round 13. A lot of Parramatta boys, Canberra boys, et cetera, et cetera. But I think it's just worthwhile going through the rules of these bye rounds because um, even as keen as we are, there were some rules that we didn't even realise until a couple of weeks ago. And I think we're about to tell people a few things that might mm. blow them away, to be honest with this. I might hand over to you to take us through it, mate. Yeah, so we had a good discussion around the, the buy period on the SC Favourite podcast last night. Jump in, have a listen to that. But to, to lay them out there, so the three major buy rounds being round 13, round 16 and round 19, there's no head-to-head for starters which is a big one and one we forgot to allude to last night on the podcast. So those weeks, essentially super coaches are, are on the – head-to-head super coaches are on the buy. So they – when you talk about buy planning, still significant for overall, but head-to-head players, don't need to worry about it. So that's a major one. Second one, you get your best 13 scoring players in your squad. So if you have – 17 players that week, which you probably won't because half the competition is on the buy. Mm-hmm. On those three major buy weeks, you'll only get your top 13 scorers. Meaning, yeah, if you have four duds, sweet. So obviously that meaning as well that, for example, if you have your 17 and all of your CTWs bomb out mm. and your bench kills it, you won't get your CTWs, you'll get your bench. Mm. So it includes your four guys there. So pick it, like I, I imagine not many people will have the opportunity to pick a full 17. No. But pick your best bench players there, et cetera, like you normally would. So I actually like that change, to be honest with you. I think they're great changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, we see a lot of people lose interest in Supercoach over the buy period because the average Supercoach, they didn't plan well enough, didn't have time to. Like, there's a fair bit goes into it, and they either drop right down the overall rankings or they see themselves losing head-to-head weeks, and they just drop out of interest. So it just really helps that out and keeps people playing the game for longer, which I think is fantastic. The other one, question around auto-emergencies with this. So, again, I think it'd be a pretty rare case, but let's say you had all three of your CT-dub and all three of your 2RF bench players active, meaning, like, you might not have full-backs, you might not have half-backs, you might not have hookers, which is, you know, possible. You, w- you wouldn't get... You only get one auto-emergency as per normal. You don't mm. get two. So let's say you had, yeah, I said your three CTW and two RF bench players, six players in total. You could give four of them your bench spots. The fifth one would be your AE. 
the sixth one wouldn't come in because there would be yeah, a second yeah, AE. Yeah. Again, yeah. it's a bit of an anomaly there. Like, I don't think there'd be many teams like that, but just for people asking the question. So, yeah, they're, they're sort of the main ones to touch on, mate. What, what we had a, a really good discussion about it last night, but we spoke about how many players we would be aiming for for those rounds. Do you try and get 15 or 16 and then your two bottom scores drop out? Are you happy to go 11 and not tear your side apart? Are you aiming for 13 on the dot? What are you thinking? Well, I, uh, I've, been going f- I've been going pretty hard at 13. <laughs> I've been going pretty hard at Parramatta players to cover all those, but um, good mate of mine, old Stevie Hebner, who gets a feature every week, he actually brought up a really good point that round 14, Parramatta don't play. There's a few teams on the bye round 14 as well. So I'm sort of looking at my team at the moment going, fuck, it's all good and well to have all these Parramatta guys for those bye weeks. But I, I think round 14, I could be gutted as well. How many do you have? Well, I, I was so, well. the conversation started because I've got, I'm bringing in Dill Brown this week. Yeah. I've got Gutho, I've got Matto, I've got Hopgood. And then I said to him, I go, fuck, I'm probably looking at Sean Lane next week. <sighs> I wouldn't do it. Because of the round 14? Definitely. Thing, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, as soon as yeah, he said yeah. it, I went, yeah, that's no, a really good fucking yeah. shout. So. And then, but you add in that, and then you add in Newcastle and Manly are also on the bye. Don't know if you own any players from those sides. Oh, Phoenix Crossland. <laughs> <laughs> the team's falling apart. <laughs> I've also got Olakuatu, so. Wave yeah. the white flag. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So Olakuatu. So if, if he was one you were looking at holding. That's pretty much my back row. W- w- yeah, which if, if, if Olakuatu doesn't play Origin, you would be holding him for 13, which is another key one you'd be missing for 14, mm. which is enormous. If he does get picked for origin, you'd flip him around 13 because he'd be missing 13 and 14. But yeah, like again, we had an in-depth chat about Parramatta because they were every question, every buyer, uh, like purchase target this week, trade target. And same thing, like you wouldn't want many more than four, especially four guns. Maybe if you've got someone like a Weramu Greg or one of these cheapies, you could get away with maybe five, but... Yeah, don't want to overinvest. Shout out to Widamu Greg. We saw him up close the other night. Good God. Good boy. Didn't miss breakfast. Yeah. He's a big bit of gear, Widamu. Um, so, yeah, shout out to all those people that are playing head-to-head leagues and have traded in all your Parramatta players that didn't know head-to-head didn't matter for round 13. So mm. I'm sure you'll be pulling your hair out, which I think is hilarious. Um, the other one I want to throw out there, which I know, you know, the Supercoach app, it has got its occasional bed shit here and there. We love it for that <laughs> reason. I'm very interested to see... And we know at times that foresight isn't the strong point of Supercoach. I'm very interested to see if you're going to be able to VC loophole in round 13. Is that player going to count as oh. this is something that I reckon there's a good chance that uh, <laughs> they might not have thought through? If I, if I had to VC someone, I would be very fucking nervous if it was going to work it or not. It strains my mind to think about <laughs> it. I don't even want to. Oh, it's so good. I don't it's so it. good. I, it's going to happen too. The, th- the Thursday or Friday night is going to fucking brain it with 180 and we're all going to be sitting here Monday morning going, yeah. is it going to work or not? And I reckon Supercoach will be sitting there going, is it going to work or not? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It, it'll work because it has to. But it could be ugly. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't trust it at all. Uh, it's all fun in Supercoach, so we love it. Mate, anything else on buys and all that sort of stuff? Uh, no, nah, all good, mate. That's, they're the rules around it. Pretty straightforward. But as I said, we'll, we'll like, between now and the end of round 20, when the buy period finishes, we, we'll be touching on them every week. So we heaps of content around it from us, from SC Playbook, on the website. So we've got... The Spy's done an article in the podcast last night. We spoke about, you know, our strategy around the buy period. We've got an article coming on site, which will be next week. The strategy one will be going up this week 
around strength of schedules around the buy period, the best and worst teams to target, all that sort of stuff. That'll be up next week and that'll be a great discussion point next week on the podcast, but we'll be alluding to it a lot. Yeah, for the love next that. Few months. All right, now we have got Premiership winning back rower and, of course, Australian Kangaroos winger T. Williams to present his deep dive for us today. Supercoach 101, buy low, sell high. What do you got for us? I had no idea where you were going I could see that. it on your face and I <laughs> thoroughly like, enjoyed this it. This isn't in the plan. <laughs> yep, yeah, so my, my deep dive this week is just... Not such a le- uh, it is a lesson. It's a lesson that I'm probably trying to reinforce to myself by saying it. And it's Supercoach 101, as you said. Buy low, sell high. Listen to Guru. Listen to Guru. Same Guru that brought in Tyrell Sloan last week. We'll talk about that soon. <laughs> Hundreds soon. Tigers coming at you. <laughs> Essentially, like, that is first and foremost what Supercoach is about. Buy low, sell high. The exceptions to buy low, sell high are basically... You're out and out guns with the massive ceilings that you want to hold probably for the season or like give or take buy period. Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines, a fit and firing Tom Trebojevic, you know. But, and it's buy low, sell high, but also not letting emotion take over. And I saw someone mention that in reference to this week, the man of the moment is Reese Walsh, who he peaked at a bit over 800k. He's had two down weeks in a row that I think we all saw coming. We all knew that as good as he was going, we were like, they were, the low scores were coming. Now, I was really tempted to sell a few weeks back, but I think there was other areas of my side that I was focusing on. I was like, you know what? Reese Walsh is killing it. He's pumping out 90s and tons while I sell him. But at the same time, I was like, I'd never really thought he was a season-long keeper. So could have cashed him in at 800K, over 800K, and now he's sitting at, he's just dropped about 60-odd K last week. 156 break even, likely to plummet more cash. Before you know it, it could be 600K and you've, you've missed 200 grand. So it's just about not getting caught up in the emotion of he's going good, why would I trade him? It's no, no, do I think this bloke's a keeper? And again, Reese Walsh is a slightly different example because he may give us around 13 coverage. If he didn't, he would have been out of my side two weeks ago. But you've just got to never forget when these blokes go on good runs... You could even look at someone like Latrell Mitchell this week. Now, if you took Origin out of it, it you'd be like a, a set and forget, hold the whole season. But what's he, 950 or something K at the moment. Origin looming. He's probably going to be a sell before then. <coughs> He's one you could sit there and potentially go, do I cash him out now for all of this? He's got a tough game this week. Now, Latrell's probably a bit more of a as an exception because he's so damn good. But don't be afraid to sell these guns at top dollar and we'll get to Nathan Cleary soon and... You're doing. You're thinking about doing similar. What? What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I think mm. it's a lesson that we uh, we easily forget, mm. and you remember it as soon as it fucks you. I think Reese Walsh is a really interesting one. Like you look at him at the moment. If I had to think of a player who is so fitting to go berserk at SunCorp in Magic Round, it is Reese fucking yeah. Walsh, and that's why if you haven't sold him already, I have. So it's not a, anything I have to deal with. But dude, I reckon it'd be hard to sell him this week because it, it is so appealing this weekend. But I agree. I think. I think the smart super coaches cashed out at the right time. Yeah, absolutely they did. And look, there are different exams. He could have come out and gone ton-ton again in the last few weeks, but he had the tough draw. He'd certainly peaked in price. Yeah. So it, in hind, hindsight's a great thing, and you won't get all these right. 
because it is so hard to sell someone when they're on fire. Like you sit there, and go, why would I? Well, you know, then they he's not a keeper. Yeah, sorry, he's probably not a keeper. Um, and so this is what yeah. like four, four weeks ago I sat here with you and said I think I'm going to sell Bruce Walsh. I just think he's got 30s in him to yeah. come. And he ended up getting another 100 that week and the week after, which I held him for, thankfully. I held on, but then then went, okay, now's the time to move him on. Because, I mean, mate, he was scoring really well at the start of the season, but fuck me, he was doing a lot for it. He was doing a lot of he attacking was, yeah. plays to get those scores. Like, if if um, Teddy or Latrell was having those games, you're probably looking at 140, 150 yeah. there, realistically. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily have to be... The player going bonkers and, and hitting 800, 850k. It, it can be a mid ranger who you picked up at 354, who gets to 600k, and you go, you know what? They're, they're going good, but they're at their peak. They're not yeah. doing much more than this, and there's every chance they could punch out 30s and drop 150k. So, but I think the ones where you really feel it is when they, these back, outside backs or like spine players go nuts, hit 800, and before you know it, the 600 again, you go, shit. And it happens so quickly. Yeah. And it's hard. It's it's really hard to sell them. Yep. But just worth keeping in mind. And worst case scenario, <laughs> you hold on to him. He goes down to 600K, then he gets picked for origin. And you don't see him for yeah. five weeks. So, Sure. Okay, mate. Uh, you got some stats. Deep diving, medium dives, dives at yeah. the shallow end. What do you yeah, got for that, us, mate? mate? There's a bit of everything. They're, they're more, as I say, tweet. They're more that stats, stats that caught my eye. Some of them are deep dives. Yeah, some are very, very shallow dives, just dipping the toe in. Mate. A lot of questions around Ryan Madison and people saying, I think I threw out the, the, the squad analysis yesterday of all the teams and I had Ryan Madison as a loser. Mm. People going, oh, need I remind you of his scores last year off the bench? He killed it. And I'm like, like, at the end of the day, he's playing less minutes. It's not a good thing. So I went and looked at the numbers and I did them for all these games last season between 50 and 61 minutes. Firstly, off the bench, how many minutes do you think he plays? On if, average? Yeah. I'd say like 57, 58. Yeah, I would have said the same. Yeah, probably, I would have said probably 55. So I took the games 50 to 61 minutes. So I think he had a couple of quite good scores, maybe two around the 61-minute mark. I had them in, but you know, to see him coming on before 19 minutes, I think it would be a bit odd, barring HIA or anything like well, that. There, there was a number of games last year where they had early HIAs and they... Yeah, they brought him on early. Yeah, yeah, which may have impacted. So, yeah. like, you could easily be looking at 50, 50 to fifty-five minutes. But for argument's sake, games where he averaged fifty to sixty-one minutes last year, he averaged sixty-eight points per game, which is absolutely fine. Yeah, but it's not quite elite seven hundred twenty-three grand, <laughs> seventy-three point averaging Ryan Madison that we've seen so far this season averaging 73 minutes per game. Yeah. So, look, I still think he's a, a terrific... Again, let's say he does line up and comes off the bench as named. I think it'd be a terrific buy by it before round 13, but all of a sudden I'm not rushing to get him just yet. Break even of 73, so he could drop a bit of coin by then. He might not. Uh, owners, I wouldn't be concerned at all. I just... When he's playing 70 to 80 minutes, he's like borderline must-have... At 55 to 60 minutes, it's like, sweet. There's a lot of good eels out there. Yeah. Oh, Sean Lane being one of them as an 80-minute man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I um, I just really like his draw over <laughs> the next couple of weeks, too. He's obviously got the Titans this week. I like that matchup. Uh, round 11, it's got the Canberra Raiders. Round 12 is a hard one. Got the South Sydney Rabbitohs. But then round 13 on that important week, takes on the Cowboys at Parramatta Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, good draw. I, I, I don't... <laughs> 
I tend not to look into forwards too much, the draw for forwards. But He's not your average forward, though. Yeah. What, just think more likely for oh, tackling mate, Offloading, his tackle break ability, he's, he's keen as fuck. I, I don't think he's your average sort mm. of forward, personally. Yeah, the way I... The good draw helps, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Absolutely helps. I, the way I do see it, though, is when good sides have... Good sides in particular have soft draws. A, a lot of the damage is often done on the edges because they get torn apart. But B, I think the good forwards inside... When, they, if, when the good sides get out to a decent lead, they have a tendency to play less minutes and they'll get minutes into other blokes on the bench. Now, if Murray's already off the bench, that's fine. But like I say, it was not, Cam Murray's a great example. Mm. Cam Murray in softer games might only play 50 minutes if the Bunnies get out to a 20-point lead. But in tough games where it's on the line, he'll play 75, 80 minutes. So he gets through way more work. There's heaps more ball in play, less tries scored. Yes, the, the opportunity for attack, major attacking stats drops, but... I find it balances out a fair bit. I think this Parramatta team loves a downhill slide. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll be back in Madison in for a big few weeks. Uh, mate, the next guy you got here, RFM, we sort of already touched on him a little bit. Anything yeah, no, nah, we, we touched on RFM, mate, all good. Let's talk about Big Red, Corey Horsburgh. Um, Mate, I have spent the last six weeks trying to work out what the fuck I'm going to do with my Supercoach Classic front row forwards. I'm now at round 10, and I've got my same front row forwards in Classic as I do in draft, <laughs> RFM and Jack DeBellin. Tell me, oh, not yeah, RFM. Yeah, Jack DeBellin last Horsburgh. week. Yeah, a little sneaky one there. A little bit of, uh, is there a world where you thought I'd bring in two dragons in the same week? Good Lord, no. Yeah. And we'll talk about them both. I'm just going to start with DeBellin, actually. Going, firstly, great like, little pick-up last week. What did he... 71. 71. Quite 71. Quite 71 in 80 minutes. Yep. 59 base. So when I first saw his minutes, I was like, oh, last two weeks, 80 minutes, 68 minutes, 80 minutes, 548K, great pick-up. Averaging what's that, about 75 minutes across three weeks. He only averaged 62 points in that time. Yep, but... And I don't know what your stats are on him this week, and I don't really have stats, but I'm going off the eye test. The amount of passes he throws when he's at that 13 roll, I'm actually really looking forward to him jumping into the front row. I reckon he'll play 65, 70 minutes potentially. Yep. I'm just trying to get up his stats, how many passes he threw. But, um, yeah, 21 hit-ups... 28 touches, uh, 11 passes there. So I reckon playing front row. Hopefully running a bit more. I reckon he'll run a heap more. Um, he hasn't really been offloading all that much, which we know he's got. I think that super coach wise, I think Jack Jabell, when he's playing that 13 role, he does sort of become that link man, yeah. runs more decoys and whatnot. I, I know people are scared off because of the minutes, and I get that 100%. But I think his output will be bigger playing as a front row forward. Mm. It is because we, we think... 30 will play 80? You'd have to assume so, I, think I, think. I don't think they're a team that can afford not to play him 80. Bird plays 80. Sewer back on the edge will play 80. Yeah. So I just question how many minutes Debs gets. I would see him regressing more to 60 minutes where he might be fine. The thing about him is... If he does play 60 minutes and he, he gets through more work, like particularly running, which, you know, as we say, leads to offloads, leads to tackle bus, all these good things. I think it doesn't really matter who your second front row is at the moment or going through this period. He provides round 13 coverage. They're just plugging a gap and they'll all do a similar output. So he could be the man. I just, yeah, I thought a 62 average across three 80-minute games or 
75, whatever. Yeah, it didn't flatter me, but certainly good pickup last week. Oh, I just look at their team this week and I go, Blake Laurie. Very solid footballer. He's not going to play more than 55 minutes, though. I look at their edges. They've gone for Jaden Sewer, who's returning from injury. Gone for Billy Burns as the other back rower, who I personally don't think will play 80 minutes there. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. I would be surprised if he does. Uh, Jack Bird at 13, who I think will stay there. Uh, but then you've got Bud Sullivan on the bench with Michael Molo, Murdoch Masilla, and Josh Kerr. Uh, Josh Kerr, I, I really like Josh Kerr, but I don't think Hook does. Yeah. I think that's pretty evident. We like Josh Kerr. Wayne we love Josh Kerr. Josh Kerr. Yeah, yeah, as does Wayne Bennett, which might be saying something. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> Michael Molo, very solid. Ben, like I just, I just don't think there's a huge amount of minutes on that bench. I don't think there's guys there that Hook trusts either. We know that he trusts Jack DeBellin. <laughs> seen it the last few weeks. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to play any minutes in the front row. But I think that 65 to 70 will sort of be his mark. And I think he's going to base, base that his way through a shitload. And against his Tigers side, maybe can Jack an attacking start? He'll jack something at some point, yeah. At some and, point he will, yeah. And that's it. Like, you're getting through to round 13, he plays it. If you're able to 60, sweet. Plug a hole, do a yeah. job, happy days, buy a number. Big red, Corey Horsburgh. 544k, 72 points in the last three games average. More importantly, 71 minutes per game in that time. Yeah. The red dog wants to be an 80-minute man. Doesn't mean that's going to happen, but that's his ambition. Raiders three on the trot. Mentioned it before. Why change what's working? Looks all right. Yeah. Five offloads. So, last weekend, 30 tackles, 20 runs, five offloads, all effective. A tri-assist, a line-assist, 98 points. So, I mean, you wouldn't bank on the tri-assist, line-assist every week, but good numbers. But I'm going to bank on it every two or three weeks. He's a good ball player. He's good, yeah. He's very underrated. When there was talk about him in the preseason, I sort of went, Ugh, I don't know. Has he got that sort of upside? I, I managed to get him in my draft team, and I'm fucking stoked. He's a tremendous little footballer. I have always liked Corey Horsburgh as a obviously footballer and a super coach prospect. I've owned him in the past, and he's done really good things for me. It's just been minutes, yeah. And now he's got them. Yeah, it's fantastic. And this is where you know some of these guys, you know, some of these back rollers and stuff. Like I, I'm already looking at Olakawatu, for example. <laughs> Once round three, round thirteen's done, I, I could move him to a gun front row forward, then and move Corey Horsburgh down. As well, like I, I like having that jewel because that, that's probably my team at the moment. I've got no fucking jewels. I'm really struggling with that sort yeah. of spot there. Yeah, and look, I think if people are going, and I'm keen to get your thoughts here, and again, hindsight, we've had another week to look at these yep. plays, and Corey just went bonkers. If people are sitting up there, and there'd be people tossing up, you know, DeBellin v Corey Horsburgh this week. I think Corey, if he maintains 70 minutes, can be a front row forward keeper. Whereas DeBell and I think will do a job, but will be moved on to a gun front row forward, perhaps Tino some, sometimes. So I like going for the bloke who has potential to be a keeper because it could save your trade, essentially. Yeah. I think we already know what the max of Jack DeBellin <coughs> is. Mm. It's good, but it's not yep. out of this world in that pain harsh yep. sort of category. But, mate, if, if Corey Horsburgh has hopefully has earned the trust of Ricky Stewart... And the thing that I love, and we, we spoke about this on Nosebleeds the other day, Canberra's lost four games this year. In those four games, they've averaged seven offloads. They've won four games this year, and those have averaged 13. Corey Horsburgh, his offload is fucking unreal. Yeah. They have to play off the back of it. And this is where we spoke about the start of the show, letting Jordan Rapiner, letting Xavier Savage roam through the middle. You want to be playing second phase footy off the back yeah. of it. Yeah, Harawira Naira, who also has a fantastic offload, dropped from the side this week. He's out of the 17, so... Again, just it just leads to big red and hopefully Joey Tapney freeing the arm. 
Has there ever been a more volatile relationship than Ricky Stewart and CHN? Oh my goodness. It's a roller coaster. It is an absolute yeah. fucking roller coaster. Speaking of um, <coughs> Raiders middles, Joe Tappany, how are Taps' numbers this year? I'm like, I've never been more disappointed yet just more contending a bloke. He scored between 57 and 67 every game. Yep. So like, he's not even offloading yet. No. I'm like, I keep saying every week, but it's scratching the surface. I want to be disappointed. I'm like, solid. Tim, <laughs> legitimately, does Ricky Stewart think to himself, I'll just keep Joe Tappanay a little bit quieter for the first half of the season and then oh. do I give him 65 at the back end? Like, is that the... Like, it seems to be following the exact same blueprint yeah. as last year. And I'll tell you what, if he doesn't go huge <laughs> minutes in the back end... I'm going to be searching for answers. I'll be very disappointed. Probably. He's done in the past with um, Josh Papali'i. Yeah. Nearly every year of his career, to be fair, where, you know, Pap has been the strike forward for the Raiders for the best part of a decade. Joe Tappany is becoming that bloke the last couple of years. Maybe he is just going, you know, we'll ease him into it. It's a long season ahead. We need you firing at the back end of the year. Raiders need him firing all year, to be fair. Unfortunately, Corey Horsburgh said, hey, hold my bloke. Yeah. Coming for both of you. For sure. Love that. So, good position for the club to be in. What about the Peach? Came back for the Panthers last week. Uh, scored a good try. <clears throat> Outside of that, I'll be honest, I was pretty disappointed with his performance. Supercoach Wise did okay, but I I don't know. J- just defensively, I have a lot of worries about Peach. I also... Mitch Kenny was in <coughs> doubt last week. He ended up playing. Sonny Luke's got this hamstring still hanging around. I'm very nervous about Sonny Luke playing at Suncorp. But anyway, um, Peach... I know that if either of the hookers go down or anything changes, he goes straight to the 14 jersey. Mm. I believe that over the origin period, you will see Ivan Cleary try and get some footy into um, Tom Jenkins, Jesse McLean. I'm not totally convinced on Peach. It's one that I'm happy to leave. Mm. What do you reckon? I'm stoked on him, mate. And all valid concerns, mm. but there's concerns around every cheap in the game. Mm. Um, Peachy, 54 last week. In the bog, absolute bog out in Bathurst, torrential rain. He had 20 runs. Mm. 12 of them were under eight metres. That's, again, conditions don't help that. So it could have been a lot more. He didn't offload. We know Peach loves an offload. You don't offload in those conditions. 298k, break even negative 11. Expected to get Jules, CT Dub. And t- if he plays centre the next two weeks, he'll be given Jules, CT Dub, 2RF in round 12 when the Supercoach headquarters update that. So uh, I like him, mate. And I, yeah, I, I think he's a good buy. The 20 offloads, and I'm just getting stats up to see if. 20 offloads up, would be handy. Sorry, stats. 20, uh, 20, run, yeah, 20 offloads would be 80 handy. Runs in offlo- 80 points in offloads. Um, 15 runs I've got here. Where are you looking? NRL.com. Wrong. Sure. How long have we sat on this? How many times have I told you that Fox Sports and NRL.com stats are vastly different mm. and Supercoach stats take take it from Fox? Regardless, what I'll say is I think that uh, your argument of 20 runs, no offloads, all that stuff, uh, in that weather, I, I personally think the weather played a role in those 20 runs, keeping it pretty tight and stuff. Well, like having more runs? Yeah. For sure. Yeah, okay. In a game that was 8-12, I, I'm not convinced on Peach as a centre, and I don't think Ivan is either. But we'll see how it plays out. He's still, like, he's still a guy with Why did he pick him last week then? Don't get me wrong. I don't think his job yeah. security is great, but why did he pick him? Um, I Because he was worried about Mitch Kenny, I think. And he wanted cover for him. Yeah. 
even though Sonny Luke was there as well. He was worried about Sonny Luke as well. Bloody hell, how many hookers does a side need? Well, that, but, but that's the whole thing. Mitch Kenny came into last week with a lot of HIA concerns. They, they weren't sure if he was going to play. And yeah. Sonny Luke, <laughs> they're calling it the devil's hamstring. So it's, yeah. I, I, I don't think Peach is a bad buy. I'm, I'm avoiding it. But I, I just think that if in a couple of weeks he's playing 14 or he's not in the side because other guys have been given a shot, mm. uh, don't be surprised. Yeah, no, very possible, mate. Yeah. I'm just... I'm backing the upside of him. Yep. Money incoming, so if you start, and I'm, I'm also I'm more than happy to admit I'm being glass half empty, one hundred percent. Very empty glass. That very, one. very empty. Yeah. Very empty. Um, oh my boy, oh, Conley Lemuelu. I love this motherfucker. I might love it, love him more than Wayne Bennett. I don't have him in my team. Yeah, uh, but I've got him in my draft team, and I absolutely love this guy. To move Kenny Bromwich to the front row really says something about yeah. him. Yeah. Popular buyer this week, obvious reasons. Coming off a 120 against the Raiders. 522k, dual CT dub, 2RF. First and foremost, absolutely a solid buy. Going to make money, plays around 13, has high upside as we saw last weekend. Just speed of glass half empty. Uh, I mentioned last night, I get sort of like last couple of years, Britain Nicker vibes and not as dramatic, but uh, Jeremiah Nanai vibes. Just his running, 11 runs last week, 12 weeks the week before, the three weeks before that, six, eight, and eight. I just think he's attack reliant, Yep. which is fine because we know that there are players out there good enough to get attacking stats. And I think this argument comes in more when you're paying top dollar for someone, like 700K, because they will have the games where they only have eight runs and score 40 points. But Lemu, Elu, you know, the money's incoming. So just what do you think? Do you th- uh, I think that Lemuelu is a fantastic CTW three years ago. I think he's a perfect CTW to have three mm. years ago. Right now, yeah. I, th- I, I think he's a fantastic draft CTW to have. Classic. I think you want more upside. I I don't think he's relying on tries. I think he's always going to score 45 to 55 most weeks when he plays 80. But I want more from my CTWs. In the modern game, I you want, want more 180. Yeah, 100%. If you got on Lemuelu four weeks ago... Good on you. I think you've done well. But I just, I mean, he scored two tries in four minutes the other day. He scored 120. Yeah. I just, if you're a back rower scoring, like if Ryan Madison comes out and plays 80 minutes and scores two tries, he's going 150. Yeah. So that's my, yeah. I really, really like him. He's a great player, but I think he was a better super coach player two or three years ago. I think the game yeah. has changed a little bit. So not one for me. Uh, mate, you got Nelson Asafa Solomona, the Melbourne Eclipse down God. there. I... <laughs> I don't mind Big Nass. Mm. Look, I, I don't think I can do it. Certainly not this week. But averaging 68 across his three games this season, scored 80 in 58 minutes against the Warriors. He had 21 tackles, 16 runs. 14 of those runs were over eight metres. Five tackle breaks, five offloads and a line break. We know he finds attacking starts, like as far as props go. I think Melbourne are pretty light on for middle forwards this year. So <clears throat> I think he plays decent-sized minutes. 580k I like I just I think he's a great buy but I also know that we have this conversation every year at some point and it never eventuates really keen on your thoughts I haven't been burnt by him myself (laughs) either have I but I've watched others I I I just don't see a world where I'm ever going to own Nass I really don't I love him I think he's a fantastic footballer and if you get him and he does well credit to you 100% Mm. but I also just don't think he's a guy that can hurt you enough consistently I really don't Mm. 
I look. I'm not going to get him this week. Definitely not. But if he comes out this week, plays sixty minutes again, and puts up similar numbers, oh my god! He's also he's got an injury in him. Like last year, how he didn't get suspended for fifteen weeks on six multiple occasions, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's just, I don't know. I just he just gives me bad bad vibes. Nas love him as a footballer. He's a very good player, but I just. I won't be bringing him into my team. I won't even be considering yeah. it. I've got one last one for you. You'll love this. Remus Smith. <laughs> who we spoke about in the preseason. We sure as fuck did. A rare win for you. And What's he averaging? 32 with a low of 31, a high of 33? It's so good, mate. Yeah. And I didn't start him, thank Christ. But thank you. You, you. you mentioned uh, at the start, of the, and I was like, his numbers from the last couple of years, last year in particular, I think it was something like eight games and just did not have a try. <laughs> Hasn't try scored a try. <laughs> yeah, and I was just like, mate, you're playing on the edge from Melbourne. Attacking stats have to come. Eight games, no tries, one try assist, no line breaks, <laughs> no line break assists. Let's let's be fair to Remus. Let's take out his lowest game of 17. Let's take out his highest score of 47. His yeah. scores are 31, 31, 33, 36, yeah. 35, 26. They're incredible He's stats. the consistency king. How the hell do you not get any... What was that? One try assist. You just couldn't have seen it coming, could you? <laughs> Anyhow. Sure. That's unreal, isn't it? Guru one, super coach a thousand. Um, <laughs> good times. Uh, All right. Yeah. Sit V starts this week, mate. We'll try and uh, we've got uh, got the people's beat coming in here very yeah. soon for a photo shoot. So we'll try and cruise through these annual questions. Uh, mate, mine's, mine's pretty straightforward this week. Uh, I think that I will be playing. I think my res- reserves because <coughs> I almost die. Um, I'm going to go Madison Hosking. Uh, off the bench for me, Madison. I'm worried about what happens on Sunday, but it is what it is. I think I've got to pick mm. him. Uh, and then <laughs> I'm going to play Tyra Sloan. I'm, I'm, I'm going to back him in. I don't have it on me, but shout out to the guy last week who sent me possibly my favourite meme I've ever received of myself. Mm. You know the scene in Batman where uh, Batman's holding the Joker and the Joker says to him, you're going to break all your rules tonight? They put <laughs> Tyrell Sloan's head on the Joker and mine on oh Batman's and you're going to break all your rules this weekend. I was like, yes, that's exactly Brilliant. how I fucking feel. And I got what I deserved in 18. Uh, there are a lot of questions about Tyrell Sloan. A lot of people just saying, Guru, what are you going to do now? What am I going to do? I, I, I think hold. I think see what happens with Tyrell Sloan. I backed him in for a reason. Could blow up in my face, probably will. I'm just going to back him in. Yeah, I don't know what I enjoyed more. I do know what I enjoyed more, but out of everyone flipping Hopgood and then turning up last weekend, or Sloan being the most traded-in player, and then this week being the eighth most traded-out player, mate, you have to give him one more week. Yeah, I think I think. Uh, I don't yeah. think it's even a question. Like, his break-even's 45. But he's got the Tigers matchup. He's got another good matchup next week. He plays round 13. You could just as easily turn up this week. Yeah. Like, if he goes terrible this week and scores 15, then you obviously look very strong at selling next week. But even then, there's the round 13 coverage. Like, he, you have to give him one more week. I think so. You don't have to play him in your 17 if you don't want, but you have to give him one more week. I am going to play him just because <laughs> I think that a lot of people will either sell him or won't play him. And yeah. I'm just going to go for a bit of a pod play. Yeah. Sort right. of there. So, uh, so mate, my, my last option... If you, had, if you had one major attacking stat, say, try and line break, that's 20 points for him. He's... he's, he's no, <laughs> 
It's, it's wild when you buy a guy with a negative break even, and then the next week you're like, ooh, he might lose money. <laughs> he might lose all that money and more. Yeah. I think a bloke commented on Instagram to me and said, mate, we made 47 cargo. We could lose 48 <laughs> next week. It's fucking awful. Um, mate, my, I guess my sit V start for you that I've got Phoenix Crossland, Isaiah Katoa, Jared Croker, Taruba. Um, if I'm playing Sloan, I need to play one of them. I'm kind of leading to Jared Croker. As a reserve, I don't mind the little matchup against Canterbury there. I like Taruva. <clears throat> He's been so disappointing. I know, last hasn't he? Weeks. I know, and, and I don't love the peaches inside him. I, <laughs> as a peach owner, I love that the peaches inside yes. him. Yes, as a Taruva owner, I know you don't like. In saying that, tongue goes glue hands. Peaches probably times two glue hands. I know, it's just not happening for him, is it? It's just it? not, yeah, it's not. Look, I, I know the Warriors have been great this year, very resilient, but they've also got a you know, short enough turnaround from that. They were in a gut buster in the rain the other day. That takes it out So I do like the to Panthers matchup. To look up at the scoreboard and see a duck egg at the end yeah, of it too. I do like the Panthers matchup here. I like on Suncorp Stadium, Panthers two losses on the trot. Like, they will be fired up. I just think he has to score a try sooner or He scored two tries this year and <laughs> in the same game. Yeah. So I would – look, upside. I'm chasing the ceiling. I, I would ch- – Taruva, it might not happen. It might not ever happen, but I think there's a game where he, you know, crossed for another two, maybe even three, where things just go his way. And I think he can go, you know, the 100-plus, where I think Croke is your more solid 40 with goal kicking. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I just like what I'm saying out of Canberra at the moment. I hate to say that to you, but uh-huh. don't mind it. What do you got? Sit these starts, mate. So, like my CT dub's strong, so that picks itself. My bench at the moment is Teddy, Cleary, Preston. Who's my other one? And Taruba. So sitting Croker, Alamotti, Crossland, Schuster. Still got Alamotti. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I haven't played him. What price is he at now? I haven't thought 340. Yeah, okay. And that's why I'm just like, don't think he's getting any lower. I hope he can bag if he tries at some yep. point and get it, an injection. But uh, Stefano, Pele, Luke, all bench, Sonny Luke. So my question to you is Peach or Taruva is my last reserve? Uh, I think Peachy. Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of Peach there, but I, I just, I can't, Taruva's not getting any ball. He's just yeah, not, mate. I don't know. That's. Yeah, I, I'd go peachy. Oh. And I mean, fuck, for all you know, you're, you're calling him having 21s. If he has 20 again this week, gone. Yeah. You want that over? Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Right. I kind of want to play peach. But, yeah, anyway. It's See, and that's what annoys me about fucking Taruva. I'm watching all these Penrith Panthers <laughs> games and I'm going, I haven't seen anyone kick a football to Brian Toto in six fucking weeks. How is Taruva not basing 50 every week? He, he was for a while. He was for a little bit, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. He's, he's. I really like him, but he's. He's. Fr- he's yeah, it's not happening. Well, he's based under thirty-five weeks on the trot now. Yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah. not great. Tough one. Uh, anything else? Sit V starts, or can we? No, move on. Okay, we'll go through our questions really quickly. Uh, first one comes from Matty Barrett. Uh, selling Cleary to Moses to ride the draw. Uh, I'm going to sell Cleary to Dill Brown. That's my thinking right now. I just don't think he's going to goal kick this week. Uh, I don't think he's 100%. Does the fact that the Panthers got beat by the Tigers and they're looking for redemption this week scare the living shit out of me? Yes, it does, 100%. <laughs> but Origin is coming. 
I think Cleary's going to leak money over the next few weeks. As I said, I don't think he's going to goal kick. If I find out he is goal kicking, that changes mm. things. But at the moment, I will be going Cleary to Dill Brown. I prefer Dill Brown over Moses, despite Moses having a huge performance last week. I just don't trust Moses. Yeah, I also prefer Brown to Moses. I jumped on Brownie last week. And because Moses has a 150 in his rolling average now, three-game rolling average, he's going to go up in price a hell of a lot. And while I'm looking at probably flipping Cleary or Nico before origin period, because by that time when I want to do it, and so I'm, <laughs> I'm looking at holding Cleary at this stage, Moses will be very expensive by then. I mentioned before, I don't want to have too many eels in my side. So he's one that I'll probably forego and I'm very happy with Dill Brown sitting there. So yeah, look, uh, for all the, the reasons that you mentioned concern you made, I'm probably going to hold Cleary at this stage. That could change by the end of the week, but... The other thing, the Panthers play the Dragons the Sunday after Origin, so it's a decent-sized turnaround, and I just love that matchup. So there is a chance that I hold Cleary and Nico through the first bye week, hold them for that, and then after that game, maybe look to flip one of them through there. Because Nico, provided he plays Origin, will miss 15 and 16, so that might even be the sell. Yeah, and I also think that with <coughs> Nath Cleary, I think the next two weeks are going to be very, very important. If they stack two to three wins before Origin. I don't reckon he plays round 14. Mm. I reckon the other thing that hurts you if you're a Cleary owner, I don't think Jerome Luai is going to play Origin this year. I believe they're going to go with Nico Hines. I think if Luai is available that entire week and he plays that weekend, I reckon there's even more chance they rest Nate yeah, Cleary because no, he is far from 100% right now. Uh, so that's that, that, that's my reasoning for selling Nate Cleary. If they lose the next two weeks, or if they even drop just this game this weekend... The, the Panthers, I think their entire objective right now is just get a top four spot. Yeah. That's all we fucking care about, get yeah. a top four spot. So if they drop games in the next two weeks and you're still holding on to Cleary during Origin, I think he could play a lot more games of footy there. Yeah, good shout. And that's it. I just went on a rant about, you know, buy low, sell high. I, I don't knock the, the trade him at all. Yeah. Um, next one comes from Cameron Barter. Well, neither of us are in this situation. Is Hopgood a buy? Um, if you sold Hopgood a couple of weeks ago, do you jump back on him? I think so. Yeah. As you said, it's just that Andrew Daving throwing, throwing an absolute spanner in the works. Yeah. Prior to Davey starting, and you're, I was like, friggin' oh, he should probably be the most traded-in player this week with his buy coverage and coming off a ton. But just now, last game of the week, if he goes back to the bench and does go back to that 50-odd minutes, you know, probably not. That being said, if he still plays his 50 to 55, which he should, he still offers incredible buy coverage. He's making coins. So I still think he's a solid buy regardless. If we knew he was starting, definitely. Definitely. All right, next one comes from Corey. <laughs> Sell Marshu this week, obviously on the buy. I don't think so. I've seen a few people doing it this week. I would be holding Marshu. He plays round 13. Um, I know Newcastle look like an Oztag team the other day, mm. but I still think Marshu's got more to offer. Thoughts? He's the fifth most traded out this week. I don't own him. I can't believe people are selling him. A, a, a CT-dub gun, like... Probably a season-long keeper. Not necessarily, but as long as Newcastle disregard the Eels game, show some ticker and some fight for the rest of the season and they keep scoring points, which they do. Like, Marju, he plays round 13. He's a gun. There's not a chance I'd be selling him. Not only does he play round 13, he plays round 13, which is a Sunday afternoon at Newcastle, 4 o'clock. Like, he could be a smoky little C option there if you're looking for yeah. big upside. Yeah, in so a week where Nate Cleary, Nico Hines, Cam Munster, James Sesco, all these guys aren't playing. Potentially KP available. I think KP plays Origin if he's fit by then, but may not. Uh, so, yeah, I think 
I'll be looking at potentially picking up Marju after this week. Yep. That's so I, like no, that. I would not be selling. Yeah, I wouldn't be selling. I hope him. people sell because he terrifies yeah, me. Not only please him. sell him. Uh, this one comes from Archie the dog. I've got his paws on the <laughs> on, on the phone. Uh, Oluwapu and his thought uh, thoughts on Oluwapu. Um, we're both big fans of him. I thought he really held his own the other day. He was impressive. Still on the bench this week. Don't buy him yet. Is my just wait a week. Just yeah, five eight only. Bottom dollar. Great way to free up cash next week. So just. Recess next week. I'm in an ideal situation for me. He stays on the bench for a few more weeks. I get to use Phoenix and Isaiah Katoa round 13 when they're both yeah. playing, and then I move to Oluwapu the week after. That's my ideal situation. Yeah. Which I'm sure Cameron Serrato will be watching. <laughs> um, okay, oh, there's a good one from Kane Willow, 1990. Pick one of the Eels' big three for the origin period. I assume the big three means Hopgood, Jermaine, and Hopgood, Jay. <laughs> Nah, Matto, uh, sorry, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses, Gutho. Which one, you, which one do you want the most? Dill Brown. Dill Brown? Yeah, he just, he was averaging mid-60s this season. I think he scored one try. Base is unreal. I think his involvement's only going to get better. The best thing about him as well, he's in a really tricky 5'8 position where not a lot of people are putting their hand up. You know, it's him, Cody Walker, Cam Munster. Cody Walker's top dollar. Cam Munster's probably a sell before origin. And Dill Brown's still at good value and going up in price. So, I think... Brown. Yep. I think Gutho would be number two for me. I really like him so far this year. And I'm not normally a huge Gutho fan, but uh, played nine games so far. Uh, he's gone under 60 once, which was against the Penrith Panthers. Yeah. So I'm, good. I'm pretty happy with Gutho and how he's travelling. Last few weeks, 71, 74, 75, 86, 113. So happy with how Gutho is travelling there. Um, our next one. One word answer from Jared Parker, Corey Horsburgh, or Jack DeBellin. You can only buy one this week. Who are you grabbing? The Red Dog. Red Dog. Corey Horsburgh, yeah, I'm the same. I think Jack DeBellin's a good buy, but Corey Horsburgh's got that upside. Don't fuck us over, Ricky Stewart, please. You've, done, you've hurt my friend enough over the last <laughs> few weeks. Uh, our last one from Jeff Bachelor says, Bulla or Cheapy? I don't know what that means. I wish I would have just investigated this question. Let's, Let's talk about this way. Impressive. Does look good. Oh, it looks outstanding. I uh, kept trades very flexible. It's full of four cheapy is what it's meant to say. <coughs> oh. I'm a bit of a sleuth. Bottom dollar issue is fullback only, isn't it? Yep, that's the problem. So, look, I'm running. I, I flipped when Turbo was ruled out last week. I flipped him to James Tedesco. So I've got Walsh and Teddy. I mean, you could go Walsh to Buller, earn about six, what, 620K. Uh, sorry, 520K. But it's just a high upside position for me yeah. where I want two guns in it. So I'm happy with the cash gen across my squad at the moment. So I think your question was raised last night. How much money do you want or do you need? I'm happy with it, the money that's coming through. So I'm going to stick with two gun fullbacks. No knocking people buying him. He'll make money. He doesn't play around 13, but, yeah, I'm just happy to fall. Yeah, if he was CTW, we're having a different conversation. But when you've got guys at fullback <laughs> available, like, for example, Graham Langland's reincarnated Tyrell Sloan, I just can't look at Buller at the moment. And we look at... Because I thought they'd get a better reaction. Can't uh, more, I, was, I was thinking ahead, but I wasn't listening to you. I really do. We, we look at... Possibly it may be a bit of, bit of a tough comparison, but Junior Tupper, who was one of the most traded in players a couple of weeks ago, off his back of his 111, he's come out and gone 28 and 31. Now, I know it was a buy-wise, it's different because Buller's bottom dollar, so he will definitely make coin, but 
there's also nothing to say that Buller can't come out and go 28 and 31 the next two weeks as well. Yeah. So, look, you're not going to go wrong because you're going to make cash, but I'm just not keen. All right. Captain choices this week, VCs and captains. Uh, obviously, Nico, he is... The standout choice just about every single week. I think he gets 100 for stepping on the field. Yeah. Uh, he obviously takes on the Dolphins Saturday, 5.30. I like that option. Uh, that's the one I will probably go with. We've obviously got the Parramatta boys last game of the week against the Gold Coast Titans. Good win last week. Defended well The Titans. Uh, but they are well known yeah. for playing rugby league tennis and conceding points left, right and centre. This is the tennis off Gold Coast Titans and Parramatta Hills. This could be try for try here. Imagine like going yeah going against Nico, who sh- will be close to 100% skippered this week. I think you'd be pretty mad not to go with Nico as your captain, but wait until the Sunday afternoon and go on Mitchie Moses. Or it's funny, I prefer Dillbags as a, as a player as a super coach option, but I, I as a captain, I kind of like Mitchie Moses because he's got the big ceiling on him, but also more risky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mate, I wouldn't overthink it. I, I Nico Hines VC Reese Walsh for me. The two narratives that wouldn't shock me if we get to next Wednesday and we're sitting here going, well, we all questioned if Turbo was fit enough to play Origin and he came out and fucking yes, ripped and teared. Yeah. The other one, well, we all made jokes about Luke Brooks being a better halfback than Nathan Cleary last week. He comes out and rips and tears. They're the yeah. two I'm worried about. But, mate, I've got a sneaky little VC up my <coughs> sleeve that I'm going to run with. I'm going to take Jacob Kiraz against the Canberra Raiders. Very low. Still owned oh, neither can I. It was great when I realised. Wow. Unreal. Uh, but I think Nico, he's the play. You've got Joey Manu taking on the North Queensland Cowboys if he's at 5'8. But I don't know. I, I think Nico's too hard to leave at the door, personally. I think it's. I'm not overthinking it. Not overthinking it. Okay. Who, who, who are you taking VC on? Reese Walsh. Reese Walsh. Obviously, yeah, Nico and the Sharks, that fourth game of the week. So. So, sorry, I, I, I thought you'd sold Reese Walsh. You're not. You, you still no, got no. It? I'm holding. Okay. I'm holding in the hope that he plays around 13. Yeah. Okay. Copying the cash loss, so be it. I needed to perform this week and stop that cash drop drop in big time. Yeah. You also need KP to stay conscious for the next few weeks. <laughs> That's more of the concern. Yeah. Um, all right, mate. We done and dusted. Uh, what are your trades? Uh, my trades, as it stands right now, I am going to, right now, I'm going to sell Cleary. If it changes, I'll let you guys know. But I, at the moment, I'm selling Cleary. I'm going to Dill Brown. I'm selling <laughs> Stefano, which is very sad to see him go. Uh, and I'm bringing in Corey Horsburgh. So Dill Brown and Horsburgh. Red dog. Red dog. What are yes. you doing? Yes. At this stage, again, very subject to change at the moment. But uh, one bloke we didn't really touch on. But where am we, Greg? I just mm. think... Uh, what is he, 260K at the moment. Junior Bowler will miss out the three major origin weeks that Greg will play. Uh, last week, scored well, was it something like 44 in 46 minutes, or 46 in 44 he minutes. He paced 51 in 44 minutes. Yeah. RCG's out long term. I suppose my, my question for you, so at the moment, my only trade will be Stefano to Greg. That, as I said, could change. Does Davey coming onto the edge there and, you know, Madison as a middle off the bench, do we see this impacting Greg? I have no idea. Hope not. Mm. But I'm more than happy to keep saying the name Wittemu for the next few weeks. Yeah, he'd be – he'd fill in obviously for Stefano. So he'd be my third front row forward. I wouldn't be playing him. Set to make some cash. A decent play, 13, 16. You know, I'd probably sell him by then. Maybe hold for 19, but unlikely. Yeah, just think it looks, looks pretty solid. I also think at the start of the year. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's pretty evident that uh, Brad Arthur didn't trust many of his bench forwards. I think there was no doubt whatsoever this guy's earned his trust. Yeah, you can see the other day. So uh, big, big positive there. So yeah, we'll let you know if our trades do change. Guys, Magic Round this weekend. We'll see you Friday, 4 p.m. at the Caxton Hotel. We will be out there in the car park enjoying ourselves. There'll be plenty of other rugby league personalities there, so it'll be a very good time. And then Saturday, 1 p.m. at the Caxton once again. Uh, us two, Kempi, Matty the Waterboy, if we don't beat the living shit out of him for breaking the stallion, uh, we will see you there. How good? Make sure you go listen to Supercoach Playbook from last night. Mm. Pretty good episode. Mate, absolute belter. Normally yeah. is. Cracker. <laughs> Speaking of, we've just had rugby league royalty walk in himself. Emperor of Lang Park. Um, Couldn't so, spell Supercoach, though. <laughs> uh, thank you, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week on Beers and Break Evans. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.